Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. We are, uh, we're still in L.A. Still in L.A. I mean, we've been here for... Basically a fucking week uh, for the All-Star game. Dodgers Stadium. The All-Star game was tonight. Joey went to the game. Good for you, dude. I mean, this is your first All-Star experience. Uh, he was just like, I mean, Dallas went home after the red carpet. When Dallas went home, I was like, thank God, because I fucking, I don't, I don't hate Dodgers Stadium. I hate getting into Dodgers Stadium. Where they drop uh, you off for the Ubers, then you still have a mile hike uphill just to get to the entrance of the stadium, and then we had to do like fucking twenty flights of stairs. It's a grind. It's a bit of a grind. It's, <laughs> it's a little one way in, Johnny. It's it's, it's tough. It's not for the faint of heart. <clears throat> You're gonna fall in love with baseball. That's why they love their Dodgers, dude. You That's gotta fucking. We need to bring you back to life right now. Like if I, if I, if I didn't know you and I looked at you right now, I'd be like, I don't have any cash, dude. (laughs) I feel that way right now. You're like, dude, I'm with my family, man. Like I don't have any cash, bro. I feel like I just walked out of an opium den. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, no, it's a grind. And look, and this was my thing is there was another layer to it for me. Mm -hmm. I was going to have to take, that uber ride with you just to get back to the hotel right 
so that I could then get in my car and drive back into the valley in, into my house. Like that's another fucking hour dealing with traffic and shit. Like, right. no, like that's insanity. Yeah. Absolute insanity. The Derby. I mean, I, we did the Derby. We were there for that. And we'll talk about all this because there's a lot of awesome things. That, and by the way, like I said, I'm very happy that I made that decision because for Joey, it's his first all-star game. I get it. He wants to be there. But the real winners were the people that watched it on TV. All Absolutely. The, all I'm happy. Awesome I'm shit. happy. Yes. Yeah. The, the best part of I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care who hit the home runs like okay that's great we understand stanton mvp that's fun uh you know grew up in la like it's a great story that is that's a great story it's cool um and it's mvp worthy because it's just because of the romance behind it not taking anything away from that uh but if you if you were at home what you got to experience was the introduction of these players and their personalities on a different level. And it's great that baseball continues to show out during their all-star weekend because Alec Manoa stole the show and he stole the show from very early on. I don't know that there was anything better than listening to Alec Manoa. I mean, Nestor Cortez and Jose, I mean, that was, that was awesome. Just, you know, listen to them, you know, try to carve their way through hitters. That's, that's always super fun, but just listening to the personality of Alec Manoa shine out. Hey, I mean, Joe, He's facing Ronnie, right? Oh, don't Soto me. Come on, don't Soto me. Like, he you doesn't even know what you're you talking like, about. Oh, you don't know. That. So You saw it? So he's, he came back so and he's did his So he's facing research. Ronald Acuna Jr., right? He's facing Ronnie, and Ronnie spits on a pitch down. And he, like, kind of does a little mild, like, eh, like a little, you know, eh, a little shuffle. Not a, not a quiet, at one, Soto, one, Soto. He doesn't give him one of those, but he kind of, you know, kind of gives it to him a little. And Alec Manoa says, oh, don't, don't Soto me. Come on. You know, and you heard that and people, you know what that means. Alec Manoa is just showing you that's the kind of shit the guys are thinking. And if anybody was going to be in that position to be spoken to, I think his personality has shown that, you know, because he's talked about guys being marketable and blah, 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 blah. He's, he's talked about all that. He's also shown the personality that says, I get the old school. Like the conversation that I always kind of go back to with Joe West when I, I give an example of a young guy who's a throwback who gets it. He's talking about wanting to take the ball 35 times a year. He wants to go 225 innings. He wants to throw 115 pitches a, a game because he's built for that, he says. like he, he He's that dude. He is that dude. And you got to, you got to meet him tonight if he hadn't so already. I liked it. I liked when he asked john smoltz what pitch to throw yeah and then he yeah nailed jeff mcneil yeah he's like give me yeah. that we say the <laughs> back, back foot slider, slider. back foot slider back foot slider yeah so i mean he's like, that's oh, why that like this was uh for me one of the most enjoyable all-star games that i think i've ever watched and i think a big part of that was obviously the players being mic'd up and i've had mixed opinions on on the mic'd up stuff in the past mostly because it's only as good as the player is willing to make it like we've sure. seen like Mike Trout has been mic'd up before. He's just boring as it is. But then when you put a mic on him in the middle of a game, he's going to be even more boring because right, he, so he doesn't take- want to be there. Like he doesn't want to talk to the people. Um, like he, he, every time that he's been mic'd up, it's just like these boring ass answers. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing it because I got to do it. And then like, let's hurry this up so we can get it over with. But the guys that they chose tonight to put mics on, 
and the dynamic between uh, Trevino and and Nestor being like, yeah, we're going to mic up the catcher and the pitcher at the same time. And yes. the, the broadcaster is telling them, like, hey, by the way, just so you know, you're you're both mic'd up, so you don't need to use, like, signals or pitch comm. Why don't you, you guys – Yeah, like, you guys can talk through, you know, the sequences or uh, – like what what are we going with here? And Nestor, I mean, they they volleyed. It was like Nestor was like, well, All right, I'm going cut her in, cut her in. Or like you'd be like, All right, what do you want to throw? They, they would go back and forth with each other, which is not like that's not the the so, typical dynamic that you would normally go with. Like it's not like that in a in a big league game, but it was really cool to see them kind of go back and forth like that. Well, this is why and and Joey, like, oh, so here. Um I I, I want to get a I want to make a point, but I want to hear your thoughts on the Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton banter back and forth between two players in that position. Just kind of look at all the different dynamics that were offered because it was the, you know, pitcher catcher dynamic, the single player dynamic with just the pitcher Manoa, you know, you got your individual players as well, but how about that conversation back and forth? Like we've seen it with, Rizzo and Chris Bryant before like is that something fans like or is that a dynamic that has to be you know like really there really organic honestly I didn't see that because I was at the game fuck I asked it again to the guy who was at the game (laughs) but uh the advancement of miking up the players is pretty crazy how that was like the new they broke through a threshold they made like three new inventions and debuted them tonight so so I think I, I thought about this. Are they are they going to start like there's going to be enough people who still want to go and experience it. Right. But if you did look at some of the shots from the crowd, it didn't look like there was a ton. Like, I don't know. I feel like the home run. I, I don't know. Do we have an I don't want to speak out of turn here. It felt like there might have been more people at the home run derby. Definitely. No? Is that crazy to think about? I feel like people left leave early as shit. Or maybe LA, yeah, maybe there was a lot of people there early and then they left. They left after their guys got pulled. I don't know. I'm sure there was a shit ton of people at the game. Probably more people at the game than the Derby. I just feel like the it Derby wasn't was a awesome. sellout. It wasn't a sellout. Well, that's my own bias with the Derby. I, I think feel there's like more the people at the Derby. The fucking greatest thing on the planet. It is the best thing on the turn. There was definitely more people at the Derby. I think the All Star game was like packed, and as soon as you got in there, it was packed. It was like the second inning. It was like you could tell people were late. It was weird. I don't even know how, why that. Yeah. Anyone would do that. Yeah, I mean, but the other point, hold on the, the, the real quick. The other point I want to make just about like growing the game and, and gaining interest with this stuff. My mother-in-law, who is a Pirates fan, Raise she's it. a baseball fan. Raise it. She was still like locked in and like asking questions when Nestor and Chavino were talking back and forth. She was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, is this what they're doing? You know, with the. The pitch, <clears throat> the pitch speaker thing, bubble, and I was like, "Yeah, they just can't speak this to each other. They have to hear it, and they can't, you know, verbally communicate." She was like, "No, I, I, I get that. This is just really cool to hear them say the things they're thinking about." So you're getting everybody's attention. How much of this do you think they could do in a regular season game? Because it is really, I, I, it's the worst look when they interview a player during a game that really matters. I think it looks so stupid. Like it makes it look, it, it's honestly embarrassing. Like they're just interviewing while they're playing. Like, is this real? Like, is it, it must be easy if you can do an interview while playing. There, that, there has to be like an unwritten rule. There has to be like a run limit. You can only interview them if you're up by six after yeah. the sixth. Even that though. Like, so what happens is you have games like this 
you have the Major League All-Star game. And everyone was geeking out over Alec Manoa going out there, striking out the side. And he's he's getting cocky with it. He's, you know, he's blowing heaters by guys and he's he's, you know, calling his shot. He's asking John Smoltz, like, hey, what should I strike this guy out with? And then he's throwing the pitch that Smoltz calls for him. Like that stuff is cool. It's never gonna fly in a regular season game because then if you get uh Jeff McNeil instead of getting hit by that slider, what if he puts it in the seats and then they lose that game? And it's like now you got to stand in front of your locker and answer questions about how you threw a pitch that the broadcaster told you to throw. And that was the pitch that lost the game. And then you lose the division or you don't make the playoffs by one loss or one win, whatever. Uh, that's why you can't do it. But for one night, I think that that's what makes it special. And, you know, that that's kind of the that that was the main takeaway that I had from the All-Star game tonight was I forgot how enjoyable it is because every baseball fan you have at least one player, Dallas, uh, from your team that makes it at least one. Shout and, out Polly Punch Out. Shout yeah, out. Yeah, we'll get to him. Polly yeah, we'll tickets. get to him and your cheap ass fucking organization that made him fly coach uh, to get there. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but baseball Twitter is happy because they get to watch their guys, they get to watch all the stars, uh, and there's no stress. Like people aren't stressed out. There aren't people arguing and fighting with each other on Twitter besides the uniforms, which by the way, what are we fighting about? Like, I, I, I get it. Like, it's cool to kind of see like all the different uniforms on the field. Yeah, for the All-Star yeah, it game. Is. Yes, it is. It's I, cool. I like the, the white and the black theme that they have this year. Like, I, I don't know. No, 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 I do. do. No, not only, not only should that not be a thing, Jared, not only should that not be a thing, the players should be allowed, in my opinion, to select from any from any they're the all-star they are the all-star well like like you really want to make them feel special like why can't they the, first of all that's what fans like to see fans like to see that like they want to buy in my opinion and this is just from what i hear from a lot of fans is they want to buy that player's jersey in those team colors because they got the all-star patch on them like it's something that they're going to frame up. Like there's just, there's a lot of different reasons that I hear. Like they want to wear it to the game, you know, and a lot yeah, of people but it's are like, different. Like, you, jersey. You can just like buy, like you can just buy their Jersey and like you can just buy a patch and put it on. Like these jerseys are different. Like but, the, the home whites in gold, like you got like Paul Goldschmidt out there with the St. Louis Cardinals. Like it's in gold. Like that's different. Like when you have, uh, when you have like a team win the world series, on opening day, a lot of them do gold trim for like ring ceremony day. It's different. It's special. Like if you want to just have like a, a regular ass Albert Pujols Cardinals jersey, there's a million of those out there. You th- and then like you got to like look for it. It's like, oh, is that the is that the 06 World Series patch? Is that the 11 one? Oh, no, that's the that's the 2022 all star. But it's like if you just see the gold across, then, you know, it's it's different. Like you can't you can't get that anywhere. Like, I don't know. This is what the player wanted. There's nothing more specific than the player selecting what jersey he wanted. Say you get a player, uh, uh, an Alec Manoa who's like, you know what? I want to be rocking the the fucking 92 powder blues or whatever they were like from. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I want to be wearing right now. You know, Jays fans, you don't think Jays fans would be losing their shit? That'd be cool. You don't think Jays fans would be all over that because they would know that that's Manoa's selection, that that that's what he picked. 
Did I say 92, 88 or whatever year it was? I forget. What, when they won the World Series? No, they won the World Series in In 91, 92? 92, 93. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Uh, But there's nothing more specific than that. Than those, like, you're getting, you're getting Raphael Devers, his selection. What if he wanted to rock the fucking 72 V-necks? Karabas. Yeah, I don't think he would, though. But what if he did? It's, and a, that's cool, what he it's a cool concept. I, I'm not saying I don't like your concept. I'm just saying that I do like the jerseys that they wore in this game. No, like I'm telling I, you my idea is better than yours. That's all. That's I'm fine. Saying. I I like the I like the jersey that they wore for this game. But I mean, if that's you're, the only thing that people are arguing about on Twitter, like whatever. Like it was still overall. Uh, like when Goldschmidt hit the home run and they they had the dude on the field basically following him around the bases with the camera. That was yeah. fucking cool. They had ump cam. Why don't we have ump cam in all the fucking games? Like that's not something that we need to limit to just an exhibition game. Like I get that you can only do uh, the pitcher mic'd up and the catcher mic'd up with his pitcher. You can only do that in an exhibition game or a spring training game, whatever. You can have fucking ump cam for whatever game you want. Just put a goddamn GoPro on his head. Like, who cares? Like, we can figure that out. Uh, so there were some really cool ideas, I think, that were brought to the table in this All-Star game that some of them will have to live exclusively in the All-Star game, and some of them I feel like we can bring into regular season action, and I don't know why we're not doing that yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we would ever see a battery pitcher, you know, pitcher catcher. I don't know if we'd ever see those two mic'd up in a regular season game. Can the hitter not hear that? It seems like. Well, that's why I said that, you know, because the catcher would be like covering his lips and like, you're just, you're not saying because maybe you play in some ballparks that are louder than others. And, uh, you don't hear some things in some places. And they had some connection issues too there. I think they lost Nestor for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not something that's obviously pitch com. Come on. They thought about it. Reliability. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for Alex Manoa to be like Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa. Sorry, Mr. Manoa. <laughs> what if Smoltz was just like drill him? I mean, yeah. Put him on his back. <laughs> Could have. We also got to shout out Alec Manoa's family for, uh, or like, I don't know, it was his family, friends, I assume. It's people he knew because towards the end of the red carpet, which is where we were kicking it, um, he just like, they just were like, yo, you're here. It's the all star game. We're crashing this place. Just the whole entourage onto the red carpet. Photos. Great scene. It was awesome. Like, that's the cool shit that I live to see. Like, watching guys thoroughly enjoy themselves. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. That was It's dope. great. I, lo- I love to see that. Was a 30 that was, that was definitely happening today. 30 definitely happening. 30 Manoas on the red carpet. Yeah, kicking it. Yeah. He gives we'll me get big, to the red carpet. He gives we'll get to the red carpet. Jose Fernandez vibes. Yeah, just real. Just out there having fun. Yeah, um, that's a great call, Joe. That's a great call, dude. Yeah, uh, my fucking parlay didn't hit though. American League money line. By the way, nine straight for the American League. It I, always who'd hits. I, who'd I? Who'd I tell? Who'd I tell on the way into the game? I forget who I said something to on the way into the game. I was like, come on, let's. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, Nine straight for the American League. That's that's a I mean, I feel like that's not even the longest run. I feel like when I was in high school and like college, there was a even longer run of American League consecutive victories like the National League just fucking sucks, dude. I don't know what it is, Joe, but you guys need to always win the World Series. 
No, that's not Those true. Are stats. That's not true. Just Red Sox lose one game. I will look at the stats. Look at the stats. World Series stats. I look at the action too. Look at the advanced metrics. Because the action never ends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. It doesn't. Especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. I felt like the fucking heat of the season on the red carpet. I I just, if you go back and look at the video of me and uh, Andrew Benintendi, my back, there's like a a shot of my back in there just drenched with sweat. It was absurdly hot. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, you can make up, uh, you can make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with the same game, parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I went uh, American League, money line, and what was it? Over seven and a half runs scored. By the it way, hurts. it does. It hurts even more when you have Giancarlo Stanton and Byron Buxton go back to back in the fourth inning. And it was like 425 for Buxton and I believe 457 for Stanton. So immediately your first thought is, all right, they're using juice balls for the all-star game, which is great. I I mean, I don't give a shit. That's what the fans want to see. The fans want to see homers. I was like, we got this over easy, easy. And that's where the score stayed. 3-2 final. Three two. Three two final. So that's, fuck me. That's something to get to see on TV in the section I was in, some fucking Yankees fan being a prick. Yeah, what else is new? A judge came up, Yankees, Yankees. I'm like, this guy's gonna get fucked up. He was doing let's go Yankees. And I'm like, they're gonna let this fly. And then judge struck out, and the whole section, like forty people, just roasted him. Mm. Mm. And Jan Carlo hit a home run. Damn. And uh he was back up. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code CARABIS, C-A-R-R-A-B-I-S, and make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That is promo code CARABIS. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. A minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, Jake, if you so kindly could connect my phone to the switchboard here, um, because Joey brought up a name that uh, jogged my memory on something. He brought up the name Aaron Judge. And Dallas, I'm assuming you saw this clip. Marley Rivera before the game. Uh no, I don't think oh, I have. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's let's watch it. Let's 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 listen to the clip. Uh cuz it was interesting. It was in- I'm going to be looking at Dallas's face reacting to this for the first time as uh have you seen this, Joey? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Dallas, first time. And he has a son named Jacob who came up the other day really upset from his school in Astoria. He just came up race like, are you telling me that Aaron Judge may not be a Yankee after this year? What do you have to tell to Jacob right there and tell your fans that want you to remain in a Yankee uniform? 
I wasn't going to put you on the spot. I mean, we're on live TV. Yeah, you know, Jacob, buddy. Um, you know, we got a lot of great Yankees on this team. You know, there are a lot of great Yankees. Be here for a long time, you know, so don't, don't get, hey, don't be upset. Don't be upset. Hopefully you'll be a judge fan for life. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for your time. Back to you guys. <clears throat> mm. Hope, hold on. Did he say, hopefully you'll be a judge fan for life? Yeah. Hopefully okay, be a judge. For, yeah. Follow me where I'm going. <laughs> I mean, by the way, I, like Yankee fans were torching Marley Rivera for the question. I think it was a, it was lame. It was definitely lame to put him on the spot like that and phrase it like you're trying. You're asking the question, Aaron Judge, are you gonna are, are you gonna be with the Yankees next year? But you're doing it in a way where it's like, hey, are you prepared to let down all the children? Are you prepared yeah. to let down all the children when you decide to get what you're actually worth instead of staying with an organization that is currently not offering to pay you what you're worth in the open market? Yeah. Are you, yeah, are you prepared hey, for all the children that are going to cry after you make that decision, Aaron? Like, that's what the just, fucking question was. It was, I mean, it was, it was weird to set it up and phrase it that way. But the way that he answered the question was, hey, little buddy, uh, don't be sad. There's a lot of good players in the Yankees. I won't be one of them, but <laughs> you can still root on guys like Joey Gallo. And DJ LeMayhew and Marwin Gonzalez. It'll be great. You'll be fine. And if you want, you can. You don't have to root for me when I'm a San Francisco. You don't have to root for the San Francisco Giants if you don't want to. But you can still be an Aaron Judge fan when I'm out in San Francisco hitting bombs next year. Or maybe I'm going to the Mets. Maybe I won't even be that far. Don't even look at it as a, as a divorce. It's just a separation. I'll, I'll still be in New York. I'm going to be playing for the Mets, little buddy. So you, your can, heart. you don't even have to buy the MLB TV package. Because if you live in New York, you're a big Yankee fan. You can just put on the other fucking station. I'll be on that one. I'll be on that one playing the outfield for the New York Mets for the next eight years. So I don't know. I, it's It was an interesting it was an interesting question. And it was an interesting response. Um, your first time hearing it, Dallas. I'm just curious, curious how, how it came off to you. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I know Marley, um, and mm -hmm. that is, I mean, she she obviously put him on the spot. She yeah. even <laughs> said, I wasn't going to put you on the spot, but here I am putting you on the spot. <laughs> and yeah, like, <clears throat> to, fra to frame it around <laughs> around the kid, like, that's, man, that is, uh, like, that is. Let me let me just play the, the question again. And he has a son named Jacob who came up the other day really upset from his school in Astoria. He just came up race like, are you telling me that Aaron Judge may not be a Yankee after this year? What do you have to tell to Jacob right there and tell your fans that want you to remain in a Yankee uniform? What do you have to say to Jacob? Because <laughs> not that anyone knows who the fuck Jacob is. Fuck what do you Jacob. Have to, what do you have to say to Jacob? Poor Jacob who, who sits in a classroom with 63 other children. Yeah. At an understaffed school that Why refuses are, to pay any of these kids any attention, a school that you might be able to donate to should you resign with the Yankees. I'm not saying like no. I mean it's she didn't say all that, but no. it, it's why are we putting such an emphasis on Jacob and his feelings? Who cares? Well, Obviously, Aaron she wanted Judge to find out care. if Aaron Judge cares about Jacob and his feelings. And how many how many Mississippi's between 
poor Jacob and Aaron Judge finding the words to respond to this ridiculous question. It's let's go. Aaron Judge may not be a Yankee after this year. What do you have to tell to Jacob right there and tell your fans that want you to remain in a Yankee uniform? One Mississippi, <laughs> two Mississippi. Uh, I wasn't going to put you on the spot. I mean, Four we're on live TV. Yeah, no, Five Jacob, buddy. Um, <laughs> Jacob, buddy. <laughs> I mean, like, what are the odds Jacob doesn't even exist? This is I this what a weird question. What a weird thing to do to Aaron Judge. What a weird thing to do to my guy. I fucking love this guy. We've been through so much together and well, it, one thing you got to know too is is Marley like just just for people to have some kind of context to it. That's not just some <clears throat> that's not just some random reporter asking Aaron Judge that question. That's a lady who has covered the Yankees and done a very good job for a very long time she's covered them for a long time and uh like is this with espn yes is this this is at like right in front of the batting cage during the espn pre-show for the all-star game yeah that's 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 strong that 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 is strong but that's that's who that's who that is for people who might just be hearing this and and didn't see the clip and have no idea like what kind of context this is that's who she is she's not just some like rando she's somebody who does have a relationship with Aaron judge like to ask that question in that spot. That's, that's just, that's strong for anybody. Yeah. But what about that response? I feel like that's more. Well, I mean, that's as diplomatic as he can be about it. Like, what do you want him to say? I would say like, I I could still be a Yankee. We'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, there could have been a different. I mean, he basically said He's like, that "Hey," question a million times. he he answered it the day before, and he said, "I want to be a Yankee." Like I, you know, he said, "It's not about the money. I want to be a Yankee." Yada yada yada, and that is not how he answered it with Marley. There, I want to say it like it might have been word for word. Like he said, it, "This isn't about the money. Like I want to, I want to like retire a Yankee or whatever the fuck." I'm paraphrasing, but he did say the day before, like, I want to be a Yankee. Why not just say that there? Especially the way that the fucking question is phrased from a this innocent young child, Jacob. Ja- what are you going to say to Jacob with tears in his eyes? Because you can't, <clears throat> you can't give your leverage up like that. And you can't say Well, he did it the like day before. That. The day before he did that. He said, I want to be a Yankee. I don't, I don't know then. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? I want I want you to tell me how it goes from I want to be a Yankee to hey Jacob you can always still be an Aaron Judge fan you don't have to you can still watch me on because, another because team because maybe little buddy. because maybe it's a uh, maybe it's like a Correa situation where instead of signing that mega it's a 3 year with options somewhere where he's like hey don't hate me now all right maybe I'm going to have to go and do what I got to do I could be back he could and I be. want to leave that door open. So I don't want you to hate me right now. Because if I come back, like, man, it's going to be a tough conversation for you and I to have, Jacob. Yeah, poor Jacob. I mean, God damn. He's, he's probably like seven years old, and now he's going to deal with this. Right, Aaron that. Judge is probably thinking, I'd like to build you a science wing, Jacob, in, in high school. When, right. When, when I circle back after making fucking $48 million a year for the next two years and then opt out and, and, and come back after... After the evil empire starts to get their shit together again. Like, that, I, like that's going to be my new bit. 
when I, I'm just going to start bringing a fucking stick mic to the field. I'm just going to walk up. To, I'm just going to walk up to players and ask them difficult questions, but, but hide behind like six year old children. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you, you, you threw a fastball off Josh Donaldson's helmet last night. And my six year old son, Jacob, he, he had tears in his eyes and he just, he wanted to know why'd you do something like that? What do you have to say to Jacob? What do you have to say to him? How do you explain your actions to this kid? I mean, that it's perfect. You, you never. And then when, if they get mad, like, why would you ask me? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't ask you that. Jacob asked me and I'm asking you because he's not old enough to be here. I'm quite literally speaking for the people like these (laughs) kids want answers and I'm just the medium. That's all I am. Yeah. That's, that's actually brilliant. You know what? All these people that are all over Marley about this, (laughs) she's, She's revolutionary. She's ahead of the game. All, <laughs> all you got to do is just be like, dude, I I personally don't give a fuck if you're a Yankee or not. But this kid, <laughs> this is all he talks about. It's all he talks about. So what do you have to say to him? Not me. I'm just don't don't mind me. I'm just the one holding the microphone. And this is Jacob from where? Astoria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crying really upset up. from his <laughs> And he has a son named Jacob who came up the other day really upset from his school in Astoria. He just came up race like, are you telling me that Aaron Judge may not be a Yankee after this year? What do you have to tell to Jacob right there and tell your fans that want you to remain in a Yankee uniform? <laughs> oh, man. I love she says it like, what to say to Jacob? Like, this isn't in front of everyone. Right. Yeah. Just there's no one else watching this. <laughs> this is actually just for his cameo. Um what do you have to say to Jacob? You and Jake. And all the Yankee fans who want you to stay here. All the Yankee fans that you'll be disappointing if you sign elsewhere. What do you have to say? Oh my God. And he just has to search for it. Poor bastard has to search for it. Like he he doesn't want to let down Jacob. You want to send Jacob. You're sending Jacob to therapy at six years old. Right. Remain in a Yankee uniform. <laughs> I wasn't going to put you on the spot. I mean, we're on live TV. Yeah, no, Jacob, buddy. Uh, Jacob, buddy. Even even Judge knows Jacob's not real. (laughs) Like, if you're starting that Jacob, buddy. Yeah. What if he drops a Jacob if you're you're really listening? Yeah, Jacob, if that is your real name. Um, You know, we got a lot of great Yankees on this team. You know, there are a lot of great Yankees be here for a long time you know so don't don't get hey don't be upset don't be upset hopefully you'll be a judge fan for life hopefully you'll be a judge fan for hey all i gotta say i'm a judge fan for life that would be a dope tw- a fake twitter account jacob from historia <laughs> and he's just telling tweeting like jaron judge just called me call me a bitch he fucking hates me uh, where is historia where is that it's new york city is it you gotta make that account Jacob from Historia, just always crying about Judge. And anytime that he strikes out, it's just it's just tweets out different hey, graphics. What, Joe? I assume I assume you didn't see the uh, the holograms on the field during the pregame ceremony. What? No, I didn't. Yeah. All right. What? Figured, I, figured <laughs> I'd ask that a little differently this time. See that? See that? Uh, yeah. So the Jackie Robinson pregame like. Pre-game treatment. I actually missed that because uh, the TV guide at our hotel, the game was on Fox and it was listed under a completely different channel, but it was Fox. 
Mm. So I was like, fuck, man. I was like, I can't watch the All-Star game. I guess I'm just going to have to follow it on Twitter. And then Jake was like, it's Channel 6, dude. Like, what an idiot. Like, word. Got what it. an idiot. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, well, it was a uh, it was a wonderfully done ceremony. Not ceremony. Uh, a wonderfully done like montage, I guess you could say, of edits and graphics and just explanation. Denzel Washington stepped up to the mic and just dropped some fucking outstanding, outstanding knowledge on Jackie and uh just the whole the whole deal like just the whole it was it was it was just great and i i also thought like mookie you know addressing the crowd and then wishing rachel robinson which is her 100th birthday today how Think crazy that. is that that's what are the bananas odds? 100 it's your birthday right. during an all-star uh-huh. game in la yeah what i mean what was it this year? 75 for Jackie? The 70, 50, or what, like, what was it? The uh, This would have been the 75th year since integration or something like that? I don't know. Feels like longer. Is, it, is that right? Mm, no. I could be way off. I think you're off because it's Probably 2022. I'm, try, I'm trying I'm trying to think about what. 40s. What, no, like, because we were in jeopardy of missing. What Jackie Robinson Day for the fiftieth year or something like that on the fiftieth anniversary? Can we look that up? Nineteen forty. So twenty twenty two minus. We're doing math now. Well, I just I just need to look that up. That's seventy five. Seventy five years on the dot. Thank you. So that's what. Yeah, like I said the very first time, we were in jeopardy of missing Jackie's seventy fifth anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day. Mm But we got the we got everything figured out. Baseball was going to be played, so we were able to celebrate that. So in the same year, we're celebrating Jackie Robinson's seventy fifth year anniversary. We're also celebrating Rachel Robinson's one hundredth birthday on All Star Game Day in Los Angeles. What are the odds? That's just really cool. That That's really cool. cool, and I thought it was really cool that Mookie, you know, like I said, addressed the crowd and then got everybody in the crowd to say. Happy birthday. He killed so that. That was, that was fun. And that was, was a, fun. And everyone in the crowd was the same page. Said it. Perfect cadence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. There was there was harmony there. It was nice to see. It's LA though. You know, town full of entertainers. Oh, yeah. What do you expect? Oh, yeah. And I was, you one, know the I was one of them. SAG, SAG really shined through. This was this is really more about SAG today and the extras. Yeah. Clap your hands if you're a part of that crowd. Ooh. Uh, clap your... Clap your hands if you're a fan of Indochino. Thank you, Joey. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been in the market for some new clothes because uh, <laughs> every time I post on Instagram, I'm like, yep, wore that before a lot. Because your crotch is worn out from all the dry humping you're doing on the arm of the couch? Yeah, pretty much. That and, I mean, I, I basically, people forget that I just looked like a, fucking slob just an absolute soggus trash for my whole life are soggus trash i am i am but i dress like it up until about 2019 2019 is when i changed my life around fashion wise but i just bought a bunch of new clothes threw out all my like soggus black shoes yeah and then i was like all right 
I feel like I should be updating my wardrobe a little bit more than just once a lifetime. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's where Endochino comes in. I mean, but they're more of like a. Not that I ever want to be invited to a wedding. I actually made that point today. I forget who was telling me that they were wedding planning. They're like, if I invite you to, uh, if I invite you to my wedding, will you come? And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, just give me the address. I'd be happy to send a gift, a card, whatever you guys need. Um, you guys have a registry. I'll pick out something really nice, but don't invite me to your wedding. Um, but whether you're going to be a groom in a wedding party or a lucky guest, everyone wants to look their best for a wedding. That's just true. I mean, you, that's one of the most, that's probably the only part of a wedding that I do look forward to is the dressing up part. With a custom fitted suit from Indochino, you'll look great, feel confident, and enjoy the big day without fussing over your clothes. Choose every detail on a suit, shirt, dinner jacket, and more uh, at affordable prices that may surprise you for fully custom pieces. I was actually a... Uh, the Indochino website, right? I'm on here and it's like, all right, I know that I know that the read wants to talk about the wedding pieces, but they've got plenty of different pants that you can just buy to like I would rock these out here in LA. Like the Indochinos? Yeah. They have the like right here on the Chino section. I'm looking at the website right now. They've got olive pants that I would definitely rock. I try to pull off salmon, but I really can't. Then they get like those light cream colored pants. But would you wear them in Saugus? Yeah, you should sure. be wearing pinstripes. Excuse me? Excuse me, sir? Why would you say that? What, what's up? Nothing. My bad. Go ahead. God, dude. So I've got those chinos coming uh, to my place in Boston. They don't have like seersucker pinstripe that you can wear? No, dude. Why, why do you keep saying that? Just question. All right. The second I get back from Los Angeles, I'm hoping that I get my uh, Indochino delivery waiting for me. Because I need new pants, dude. I really do. Actually, when we were on the red carpet, <laughs> uh, JD pointed out how I always wear the same fucking pants. I was like, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, I know that. Third of all, I have an Indochino package coming. You dick. That's wow. messed up, right? Why is he worried about kind of brutal. pants? I mean, I mean, thank you for noticing. I think that, that speaks to our friendship. I think that speaks to our friendship that he would notice something like that, right? Well, he's, he's clearly checking out your piece. Yeah, absolutely. It's a two-way street, dude. Wait till he sees that. Wait till he sees these meaty quads in some light gray chinos from Indochino. Yeah. I know you'll be <laughs> jealous. Don't Don't laugh. Don't laugh at that part. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Put the mic away from your face. Put it down. Every suit is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. Create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly with options for fabrics, label shape, custom monograms, state statement uh, linings, and more. The best part, Indochino suits start from just $429 and shirts from $79. Indochino also offers custom fitted shirts, casual wear, and more. Get a wardrobe, uh, wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. They're always adding new pieces and options so you can stay on trend and in style. Explore their relaxed yet refined approach 
to spring suits with their new spring pastels. If you've got a big day coming up, getting the perfect look is no big deal with the Nochino. It's really not. Get $50 off any purchase of $399 or more by using the promo code DEAD, as in baseball is dead. At Indochino.com. That is $50 off a purchase of $399 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code DEAD. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Dead as in the chances of Juan Soto... Remaining in Washington, D.C. for the rest of his career. Has that ship sailed? Yes. I don't even think we have to pose it to the room. That ship has sailed after a $440 million offer over the course of 15 fucking years to one of the best young stars in this game has been rejected. Why Why can't it be Juan Soto mm-hmm. that says, no, no, you're going to, I'm going to be the one who makes you marry it in the middle. The, the extension with the backload slash, oh, it's not backloaded. We're just paying you more money towards the end of your contract. Oh, oh, okay. Well, since you put it that way, um, I think, why can't there be an opportunity for Juan Soto to say, you know what? You're going to have to pay me that, that 40 a mil, 40 a year. You're going to have to do that. And we're going to have to do that over an extended period of time. But not not 15 years. Doesn't have to be that long. And I don't want it all backloaded. You can go 10. But you're going to have to come correct with the change. Which means you're going to have to get it in in a small amount of time. Yeah, that's what I do Problem every is time, the team's got to be able to make that money up in that amount of time and still No one's going to laugh at that joke? A supporting No cast. one's going to laugh at that joke? We're listening to Dallas. I know, but it was I, fun. When you, can you say, I, didn't I, didn't, hear you. I didn't hear it either. You said... You said get it in in a short amount of time. I said, I said that's what I do every time. <laughs> Don't laugh now. It was funny back then. It's not funny now. Yeah. It was quick. It was quick. It was just in and out. Should yeah. Nobody heard it. Nobody really felt it. <laughs> Should we end the podcast? Yeah. Uh, that was way funnier than what I said. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Whatever, dude. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but once Soto turns it down, how did this become public? How do we know how much he got offered? Uh, front offices leak that on purpose. Uh, Boris leaks that because here's the thing: as a Scott Boris client, um, if those talks, if Scott Boris's camp is like, "Hey, we're rejecting this," and then it goes public, that's pretty much forcing the Nationals' hands to now trade Juan Soto. And if you recall, uh, at, at points last year, there were reports that Juan Soto was really frustrated. Uh, he was unhappy. They were trying to say, hey, you know, we're, we're, re- we're rebuilding here. We're not going to win the World Series every year. We're not going to be in the playoffs every year. So we need you to hang in there. 
while we kind of uh, get some new pieces back in here to work towards winning a World Series again, or at least contending for one with you as the the cornerstone of this franchise. And, you know, you can look at his numbers, right? Like, you can pitch around Juan Soto. That has to be really fucking annoying. That has to be really frustrating, especially as a very young player that because of the shitty team around you, they don't have to pitch to you. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that's, that's the the reality that every big leaguer that becomes a middle of the order type bat comes to that's, that's the, some of the best have their protection. What's that? Some of the best will have their protection where it's like, all right, man, if you're not going to pitch to me, then you're you're fucked with the guy after me. That's just not the case. That leads me to, to my next point, which is, in order to appreciate Juan Soto at his fullest, you have to understand from the team, like this is from a player's perspective, what I'd be saying to the team. You're right. I'm great. Thank you. I know I'm great. I want you to know that what makes me great, though, are the guys around me as well. Like, I'm, I'm pretty good on my own. You're right. But there's, there's dudes around me who make me that much better. They get on base, but because they're good and they are who they are i get x amount of pitches to hit which that may be limited but they still got to face me at some point in time they're going to make a decision and if the guys ahead of me are doing that job that makes my job easier and it makes the guy behind me that much more op to or that much more apt to to have success because there's a good chance i'm on base now why because i'm getting pitched to with traffic which means they don't want to make a mistake which means I might be working walks more, which means the team start, like it just it, it's a cycle. So he understands it. He gets it. Yeah. Juan Soto, Juan Soto has been walked a major league leading 79 times this year. Yeah. The next closest is Max Muncy, 55. And, oh and those walks God. turn into pitches that he can hit because there's guys behind him that are not just that breath of air. That I talk about when a pitcher is working his way through a lineup and you're looking for a spot to come up for air and breathe, like, oh, it's not fucking Juan Soto breathing down my neck right now. Thank God. I can I can kind of go get this guy. You know, the average big leaguer right now has walked 15.7 times. Juan Soto has walked 79 times. That is insane how many more walks he has than Max Muncy. Yeah. It's like 25, 30% more. Yeah. And that Nats lineup is like really they have Josh Bell and even Nelson Cruz, but they have it's like no one you ever heard of. Yeah. It's not even like yeah, I'm sure there's teams with worse numbers, but it's not even a player who used to be good in that lineup. No. No. I mean he's when you consider that Juan Soto is batting two fifty, but has an on base percentage of four oh five. Which honestly, I would have guessed higher. Like if you if you said, "All right, gun to your head, what's Juan Soto's on base percentage right now?" I would have been like four thirty six, something like that. It's not terribly far off, but I mean, if he if he was hitting a Juan Soto like three twenty, what is his batting average? I mean, I mean, what is his on base percentage? It's probably somewhere around there, right? Like it's got to be like four twenty ish. Which would be fucking bananas. Um, so I've already I've already seen different websites are putting out what they feel um, the teams are that have the best chance to trade for Juan Soto. Uh, 
I just because he's available, and I know that uh, fans now are excited that there's some movement here. You see the 440 get rejected from Soto. You see the Nats basically say, all right, he's available. Come get him. But what they're asking for are four top prospects and then two more cost-controlled guys on top of that. So what team, and, and, and by the way, I mean, stating the obvious here, but for those that you know need, need the perspective, not every team's top four prospects are created equal. Like no. the Dodgers top four prospects are not the same as, I don't know, say Orioles. Yeah. Well, no, the Orioles have good prospects. That's like, what I was saying. Yeah. Like well, they got kids knocking on the door right now that are so, some are right now, obviously like guys like Adley are there. Like who has the shittiest farm system? There's in- no way. How can the Dodgers have that many great prospects and then trade the just the it. Orioles have the number one system in baseball, <clears throat> then the Mariners, then the Rays. So the worst farm system in baseball belongs to the Chicago White Sox. That hurts. Yeah. It's too bad. So stating the obvious, let's just say uh, if the White Sox wanted to get in on the Juan Soto action, which – I, I saw the Astros. The Astros have the 29th ranked system. So that seems more re- realistic. You want to pick an organization that has the pieces to trade for him and the ability to pay him after the fact. Uh, I don't think the White Sox fall into that category. Isn't Yasmani Grandal the most lucrative contract they've ever handed out? The White Sox? Yeah. Didn't they? I mean, would they pay TA? Didn't TA get paid? I'm talking free, yeah. Well, no, no. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. He's twenty-six year, twenty-five million dollar extension. Damn, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Monty Grandal. Spelled it wrong. Seventy mil. Four years, seventy-three. Seventy-three. Yeah. He's a Scorpio. Did you know that? Yeah. But what if a team gives them two prospects, but then they sign, yeah. they take Scherzer's contract, not Scherzer, Strasburg. Out of all the legends that have graced the Chicago White Sox uniform, Yasmani Grandal has the dubious distinction of being the highest paid player in the franchise's history. That's crazy. Four years, 73. Not that, not that, I mean, not, now I just feel like I'm throwing shade on the White Sox for no reason because yeah, they you were need not to even. Stop. They you were not even rumored. I mean, hey, you guys have the shittiest <laughs> farm system. You're cheap as fuck, and you're not getting Juan Soto. Just they're catching strays for no reason. I apologize if you're a White Sox fan listening to this. Uh, but out of all the teams that could get in on the Juan Soto mix, I think that there's there's some interesting names out there. And there was one who was randomly in the Carlos Correa sweepstakes. And a lot of us didn't believe that that was legit, but no one believed that the twins were a legit contender for Correa either. So there are these teams that are just like, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta understand like, this is the thing is who's willing to construct that type of offer. And who's, you know what I mean? Like you you never know who's willing to do that. That's why a team like that isn't a team like, 
who had the Twins putting together a three-year deal with Carlos Correa being able to walk every year. I didn't see that coming. I, I mean, it, so like, like you uh, know what I mean? Like that. That's why I always say when it comes to prognosticating where to, where guys are going to land and blah, blah, like you can say, all right, this is what makes sense. You just never know what a team is willing to do and what a deal, like how creative a team is willing to get. Sure. When it comes to a deal, especially, especially for this guy. So I think we had this conversation, I don't know, a few episodes ago about how more or less like we were robbed of, I think we were, we were talking about like the Shohei Otani free agent sweepstakes that's pending in a couple of years and how crazy that's going to be and how we were robbed of what a Mike Trout free agent frenzy would have looked like. It would have been nuts seeing like what are teams offering, what teams are in. Like obviously you've got your big market teams and then would there have been like this random team that you never expected to get into the mix, get into the mix and and do they end up being the the winner of the sweepstakes? We don't know. We'll never know. But Juan Soto is going to be pretty damn close. Because again, to reiterate that point from earlier, if you're a team that's looking to trade for Juan Soto, you also have to be a team that's willing to pay Juan Soto. You're not giving up what it would cost. I think undeniably the largest prospect haul of all time. Is that fair to say? Yes. The largest prospect haul of all time is going to the Nats. So if that's what you're giving up to acquire Juan Soto, you're not doing that for the remaining years of control on his contract. You're doing that because you intend to give him whatever it is that he's asking for as in terms of a financial commitment to make sure that he's your franchise player uh, until he's essentially out of gas, ready to, re- to retire. The Juan Soto acquisition, without a doubt, could potentially change the course and the trajectory of an organization for the next 15 years. Which is why it's going to be the Orioles. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like the it fucking, like it, the Orioles are ready to win soon. I'm not going to say right now. They're ready to win soon. You have the top farm system in baseball. Trade some maybes for a definitely. But then are they going to sign them to that deal? Like how yeah. much can they pay them? They, they can fucking pay they, him. Who do they pay? They, I mean. And they're going to have to sell the team. People forget. People forget. The Baltimore Orioles were a finalist in the Mark Teixeira sweepstakes. They were. <laughs> That's why they booed him every single fucking time that he came back to Baltimore uh, because they were a finalist for Mark Teixeira, which what did he get? Like $181 million or something like that? Nothing because it was the 80s, dude. The 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Teixeira signed for like seven years, like 181 or something like that. Uh, but every once in a while, and I would have to imagine that if you're going to do it, there's, it has to be a generational type talent. And there, I don't think that there's a single person who follows the sport of baseball that would be like, you know what? I'm not really too sure about this Soto guy. <laughs> like he might be a flash in the pan. Like we, we might've seen the best of Juan Soto already. That's what. That's why it's ridiculous, and everyone's like, "How do you turn down four four hundred and forty million? He must really hate the Nationals." It's like the it's this the it's the easiest decision ever. He could not play for two years and get close to that, just on I mean, his numbers. L- l- let's just again, 
We're getting to a point where we're talking about a guy, $440 million. Mm. That is a whole lot of money. Mm. And one would argue, if you don't think that a franchise within a 15-year window can get you what you're after, meaning a World Series or two, It'd be nice to win two in 15 years. I feel like even that's greedy, but I feel like if you're the investment and there's a lot of successful seasons that maybe unfortunately don't lead to a world series championship, but lead to some October runs into some great memories organizationally. Like is, is that worth $440 million to you, and which obviously is going to be a nice little nest egg for you to be able to continue to grow that number. Like you're halfway to being a billionaire. And by the time you cash that $440 million or you get it deposited from them, you've probably accumulated more wealth. You've probably amassed more wealth if you're minding your P's and Q's, which at that point, I, I mean, Juan Soto doesn't strike me as a guy who just ends up buying, you know, a fucking thousand water beds for <laughs> everybody in, in the fucking, <laughs> in the posse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not, I, I don't got him doing that. Wait, time so, out. Whatever happened to water beds? I don't, I mean, it's just a liability, man. You know, like, it's tough to move as well. My a neighbors lia- across the street, friendly. like my, uh, there's a, the, my, for my, parents my childhood home uh my neighbors across the street they had a waterbed and i don't recall ever laying on one in the last 20 years yeah well, it's been a long time because one set of bottom all bro the posse <laughs> I would buy a waterbed from Juan Soto if he was if he was uh if he was Juan selling on buying yeah <laughs> That's, that's 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 honestly that's a great name for the company Juan Soto's Waterbeds. <laughs> Juan Soto's Waterbeds. Yeah, that's what they should call it. And I I feel like I feel like if there's anyone that can bring the waterbed industry back to what it was in the in the mid nineties, it's Juan Soto. Juan Soto's Waterbeds making waves in the waterbed industry since 2022. How can I help you? Dude, I'd buy one right now. I don't give fuck a yeah, fuck. Yeah, you would. Yeah. He might have one. Remember that picture of him in his apartment? And it just looks like kind of like a shitty apartment. And the silver slugger's <laughs> just on the side yeah. next to his TV. Yeah. Juan Soto's a dude. He's definitely got a waterbed. Fellas, you trying to keep it moist in the bedroom? Come on down to Juan Soto's waterbeds. <laughs> I would do it. Fuck I yeah, would you definitely would. do it. Uh, <laughs> but the Orioles, that's the team that's kind of like lurking in the weeds here. But I think that there there are a couple other organizations that are I don't want to say poised, but make more sense. One of them, the aforementioned San Francisco Giants, and the other being the San Diego Padres. Could you imagine Juan Soto, Manny Machado, and Fernando Tatis Jr. on the same team? The star power, the fuck you, the swag, the talent. The, the youth, that would be, I mean, I get that uh, the Dodgers are the Dodgers and they're just kind of 
it's like there's no the Dodgers don't know what a window is. They're just they just are. They just are the Dodgers. And what Here's, that means is that they're going to contend forever. But if you add one Soto to that team, I'm not saying it's it's a uh, a seismic shift, but it is it is, I, if I were a Dodger fan, I'd be like, oh, fuck, like the our, our years of, of dominance may be in jeopardy a little bit. For who? Is the Dodgers signed Soto? Then no, no, no. If if the Padres oh. traded for Soto, then the Dodgers might be like, "All right, we see you." Like that's that's a move. Well, but then again, you got to think about what are the Padres? What are they giving up that they factor into their future right now? That might make them feel like, "Hey, we're we're this is why we're a threat in the future is because this is who we feel we have coming." And even if so, this is who we feel we have that can bring us some pieces. But once one of those two things happens, once those guys get to the big leagues or those guys are moved for pieces, what does that look like? And Juan Soto, Juan Soto's got staying power. But there's a good chance that the prospects you're moving are in an effort to get you guys who are not going to be here for an extended period of time. I don't want to call them rentals, but you're probably going to have to come correct on the prospect tip to get some impact players to to give you that ring during that window of you making that move. Like, this is why we're making the move. We need to win. This is who we're willing to give up. You know what I mean? So you're, you're constantly dipping into those resources that people always want to go back on and rely on. It's like, no, no, no. You got to, you got to remember, got to remember you're giving those guys up to get the good guys that are going to help you get what you want to get. I don't yeah. think they have a dick that big. I mean, the Padres have made how many trades the past like three years? A ton. Like they, they're not afraid. But who do they have left to trade? Probably like. And then if you're going to sign him to an extension, it's like you're paying. You're already paying Tatis a mega deal, and you're paying Machado a mega deal, and I think Hosmer has a freaking massive deal. The Padres are the definition of a mid, uh, <laughs> uh, farm system. Seventeenth. So does Juan Soto, here's the question. And maybe you guys, I'll, I'll throw this out there as a potential spot. And maybe you can guess why I believe it's this spot. But uh, does Juan Soto play right field for the rest of his career? Why, where do you want him? First base? No, do, I mean, well, do, I mean, does he, does he move over to left field and then maybe eventually into first base? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that he's married to any. I mean, he ain't. He ain't getting paid four fifty or five hundred million for his defense. Because there's a place that I think you could stick Juan Soto right now. And thank you for making that point, Jared, because it leads me to the whole <clears throat> National League DH thing. And just the San Francisco Giants are not afraid to have marquee guys to to and to love their marquee guys, right? Like handing out big mega deals. Uh, well, maybe they've been waiting for the right player to come along. Well, here's Juan Soto. And he could anchor down a left field spot in San Francisco that has seen a revolving door, I believe, for 16 years. They've had a different starting left fielder. What the heck? Not since it, not since who, Jared? 
Barry Lamar Bonds. That's right. Yeah. So they've got <coughs> they've got no buster. They're going to be saying goodbye to Brandon Crawford. As far as organizational marquee dudes go, sure they got Joey Bart. But this is a guy in one Soto. I mean, imagine <laughs> imagine trying to sell that to your fan base. Like, guys, we don't need fucking one Soto. We got we get the Bart man. Hey, I saw a lot of Joey Bart jerseys at the All-Star game. Hey, he's my pick. Rookie of the year pick. But, I mean, if you're going to ask me right now, who do you want? <laughs> is it Juan Soto or is it Joey Bart? I'm making but see, the tough And that's call the thing is Joey Bart it. might be someone packing his bags and heading back to fucking D.C. Sure. I mean, he definitely would be. One thousand percent. Yeah. Like, let's not get it twisted. Like just because he's got big league time and no, that's what they're after. Guys who you think yeah, if you think this guy's like on the cusp, he's gotten time, like yeah, you like what you see out of him at the big league. Great, please. Actually <laughs> absolutely uh, include him. The, he's coming. The uh Giants first round pick this year. What they pick it? I think like nine or ten, Reggie Crawford. He's fucking nasty. Uh I fought when I was either last year or the year before when I really started to dig into the college baseball highlights, he was a dude that stood out big time. I've been following him on like Twitter or Instagram for like two years. And I mean, I just, I didn't know, like I didn't, I didn't really do a ton of digging into mock drafts or whatever this, this year. I was way more into it last year with the, with the Jack lighter Kumar rocker draft. Um, but he went first round either ninth or 10th overall to the giants. So, I mean, even now, like they've got uh, they've got what it takes if they wanted to not necessarily blow the gnats out of the water. But do they have the pieces to get it done? I, I would say that they're on a short list of teams that have the pieces and the bank account to make a deal like this happen. You know what? What used to happen all the time, but we just don't really see anymore. Um is the negotiating window for it would be like uh the 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 teams agreed in principle on a trade but it's contingent on uh agreeing to an extension with the player within 24 hours and if they can't agree on the extension then the trade falls apart the the trade is null and void that's what uh, the blue jays did that with with roy halliday in the phillies like there were there were like a few of those where it's like yeah we'll we'll trade them to you but we get a negotiating window to agree to an extension. I think maybe the Red Sox yeah the Red Sox did that with Adrian Gonzalez and the Padres. Like if we can't if we can't sign him then he's yours. Yeah, like it, yeah if if we can't agree to an extension then the trade itself doesn't happen. Like the trade it becomes official if we agree on the extension. Yeah, like we just don't see that anymore really no i, I, mean, I, I guess like that kind of their... like what was that with uh uh barrios but the extension came after the trade was agreed and complete i mean because wouldn't we basically see wouldn't we have basically seen that with uh like the arenado and story and i mean that's basically what was happening right is behind closed doors they're trying to figure out some way to keep these guys and or figure out a way to move them and the offers and the conversations they're having are just not, not entertaining enough. Yeah. It's like just weird. I mean, I feel like that would happen a lot more these days, but it just, 
<clears throat> I guess it just happens behind closed doors because, like Joey just said, like Matt Olson, trade him, extend him. Like that was like a week or less, right? It was like two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the idea is those conversations, those conversations are being had. Like, look, we're we're looking to make this move, <clears throat> but we're looking to make this move, like, and we want to be talking. This is why we're willing to give up what we're willing to give up. All right. Because if if you're not even willing to play ball, like that's part of having a representative. That's part of, part of the agency, right? Like it's Jake who's telling Joey, all right, look, I got to talk to Jared and we're going to figure out what we're going to get. And that's where we're going to go. We're going to we're going to go. We're going to go from there. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of going from there, what kind of moon do we get tonight, Jake? We had a full moon the other night? Full the other night. We have a Wayne Gibbis tonight. Oh, Wayne Gibby. Oh, Wayne Gibby back yeah. on the dock. I can't mm. wait to be done with this podcast because I'm going to go back to my hotel room and I have a whole case of blue moons waiting for me. Oh. Going to have myself a little night tonight. Um, we get out of here tomorrow. What time is our flight, Jake? It got pushed again? No, that's what it was. Oh, I thought it was noon. Our flight's at 1. What time are we leaving here? 10.30. Ah, that's not bad. It's going to be a long one. It's going to be a long one. So, maybe I'm going to stay strapped with the blue moons. Absolutely need a blue moon to just brighten your day. But also, baseball and beer go hand in hand. The Blue Moon is the perfect stadium companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first created at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. From the first pitch to extra innings, a Blue Moon guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience every single time. Uh, we were uh, doing some Blue Moons in the during the All-Star game. Perfect companion for the home run derby. It's the perfect beer for the second half of the season, which, by the way, enjoy your time off Wednesday, Thursday. If you get to unplug, maybe if you're, you know, a fan of like the Dodgers, the Yankees, whoever, the Astros. I think a blue moon is one of those one of those rare birds that you can fly in the spring and the summer mm. as well as the fall and yeah. feel good about it and and not think twice about ordering it and any point in time i agree i just i hate when people try to correct me on coriander it's coriander it's coriander from its refreshing flavor with valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander coriander blue moon belgian white is a -a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter it's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth creamy finish why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something one-of-a-kind Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind every single fucking time. Get Blue Moon Belgian White delivered to you by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. 
A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, Joey, you're way behind on the next YouTube video that you're putting out. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> hey, we didn't even talk about the Derby. We're not fucking done yet. Show's not over, dude. I got shit to do. What are you going to do tonight? <laughs> I mean, you know that there's things you can do to induce labor. Right? Oh, <clears throat> you having a baby tonight, dude. I'm not having a baby tonight. Could be practicing making a baby. Oh, to make it have a baby. Or, uh, I got a hot date, bro. Yeah, you wild for that. Shit. Aren't the I in-laws in town? Aren't the in-laws in town? Yeah. Oh, you're fucking. You're wild for that, dude. Oh yeah. Come on. That's we why. Cakes, that's why he didn't want to go to the All-Star game. He wanted to fucking play patty cake back at home. I got this hot gal I've been seeing. Bro, that's messed up. It was supposed to be boys weekend. You're like, I have to have a baby. Boys. <laughs> that's fucked up, dude. We'll remember that. Uh, it's literally your third, too, by the way. Like It is. Like, doesn't it kind of lose its luster? You're supposed to work. No, no, it doesn't. Nope. It's a pretty big deal every yeah. time. I remember when you used to be about the boys. Pretty. I mean, who knows? I may pull the pod in the... Uh, in the delivery room again. You I'm not afraid. You're pulling a Freddie Freeman right now, man. Yeah, you kind of... This dude loves his family too much. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Freddie, speaking of Freddie, Freddie looked good on the carpet. Oh, Freddie yeah. looked good. Yeah, he did. He looked he looked straight ahead because he couldn't look the fans in, in their eyes, especially Joey. <laughs> he didn't want to face Joey, that's for sure. He turned his back on Joey. That's yep. right. Kind of like he did earlier. But hey, whatever. Nobody's counting. Nobody's keeping track, right? Yeah. He's at home, Joe. He's at home. Yeah, he's happy. The home run derby, man. I fucking that first round, Kyle Schwarber versus Albert Pujols. You guys laughed at me when I said, "Does Albert Pujols have a chance?" You both laughed. Shut the fuck. Apologize, up. both of you. Apologize. <laughs> There's nothing to apologize for. Dallas Braden, direct quote said he needs to wheel his fat ass up there with an oxygen tank, and it kind of he kind of did. He yeah, he lost he, to the guy you picked to win it all. No, he what? He won. He, yeah. He, yeah, your he, guy lost to yeah, my guy, guy that I lost. Yes, the guy that I picked to win it all lost to Albert Pools. Last place. Yes. We talked to him about it on the red carpet today, and he admitted to losing on purpose. The guy that you the guy that your guy lost to, the guy that you picked to win the home derby, uh-huh. lost to a guy who who we saw walking back down the hill to the parking lot with a walker with tennis ball. <laughs> that's who that's who beat your guy dude how about that quick side note we were walking down the hill and cars you know we're walking down the hill to go get our uber and cars are fucking flying down the hill flying down the hill they don't want to wait for traffic because there's a gajillion people and security or this you know the crossing guards have to just kind of basically pick a spot where they're going to like roll the dice and jump in front of a car flying down the hill hopefully these people stop so that they can allow other people to walk over you know, cross and get into 
the Uber parking lot where all the rideshare people are. Mm-hmm. So everybody's flying down the hill, and here comes this sick fucking just super clean purple rolls and who's behind the wheel albert pujols yeah and what does the crossing guard do jumps out right in front of the rolls and is like stop stop right here and albert's like he's looking around like what the but come on. Maybe, really? Maybe if you fucking won you the thing, you could go through the, the traffic, but no. Well, I just want to go. Like, like you're you not lost. gonna because then people immediately were like, Oh, it's Albert. I mean, people were cool for the most part. They didn't they didn't crush him, they didn't come up against the car or do anything like that. Uh some folks waved and stuff, but it was just funny because like that security guard has no fucking clue who Albert Pools is and don't give a fuck who Albert Pools is. We're just like, you gotta stop. I gotta let these people cross man like i really love your car that's cool i'm glad you brought the family out but right now it's about the pedestrians yeah, hope Albert. you enjoyed he's the like, show tonight but yeah he's like well, he's like you looks like you and your family are doing well for yourselves it looks like you probably had great seats that's <laughs> yeah. nice diamond level i assume yeah. uh, dodger dogs kids for the do- dodger dogs kids that was nice huh? you guys have a good time hold on we're still here come on come on and albert's just like what the fuck like do you understand the commissioner invited me here i just I just beat that. I just beat the hell out of Kyle from Waltham. Mm-hmm. Fucked him up. Yeah, bro. God, put some respect on the machine. Just thought that was funny. I totally forgot about that. Thank you for remembering that. Um, but didn't I look at you, Jared? There was a moment in time during the home run derby, mm-hmm. and it was it was early. It was very early, mm-hmm. and it was the moment J Rod hit the first home run of the first ridiculous run he went on. He hit that home run, and I fucking grabbed you, and I looked at you, and I said, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. And he kept hitting home runs, and I just kept saying that louder and louder and louder. J-Rod was locked the fuck in. What a show. What a show from the dude. That's what I came to see. That's why I wanted to go. I wanted to see that, because I knew... That what was what was waiting. That was insane. So Julio Rodriguez, and I feel like this was kind of the angle that we were taking going into the derby was if there's one guy that can take that night and use it as a marketing tool to go from a uh, local celebrity to a national household name and use the derby to do that, it would have been Julio Rodriguez. And I feel like it's it's hard to, I mean, I wasn't really looking at Twitter much when we were at the derby and you know, you're know you not listening to the broadcast and um, because stuff like that does help. Like I know that you, you, you called a home run derby one year with Chris Berman, like Chris Berman doing the home run derby in the back, 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 like that built stars in the 90s like it just did like if you were in the home run derby and you went on a run of hitting fucking eight homers in 10 swings and you had chris berman saying back 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 on like that that made you like you you could do that with using the home run derby as a marketing tool um i always point to the 2017 home run derby in miami with aaron judge and how he went off in that one and and that kind of not necessarily put him on the map but 
you know, he goes from a, a, a rookie that Yankee fans, the baby, the baby bombers, and people were excited about Judge and, and the rookies that came up that year, Gary Sanchez and everybody. Uh, but the home run derby, he, he stood alone. And Julio Rodriguez has that first round. What was it, 32 homers? 33? 32. 32. 32 homers in the first round. Basically did it again in the second round. Yeah. Um, but... You know, for a guy that goes to the finals, you go up against Juan Soto. I mean, I feel like that was the matchup that a lot of folks probably hope to see. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that were easy to root for in that derby. I think it would have been there's well, the, the, the pool hole storyline was a, was amazing. But yes, you want two young stars, two fucking young bucks going head to head in the finals. Like those are the guys. That's why. That's why I sent the tweet out that I did was like, dude, like I hope baseball fans appreciate what we're getting right now <clears throat> you're getting ready to be treated to a finals in the home run derby a stage jared that you just so eloquently described as to how it can be used uh, the platform it can become for a guy just star power national star power right you hear a lot about the mariners right now why because they've won 14 in a row whatever the fuck it was and they're, they're playing great baseball have planted themselves right in the heart of this of this wild card race. And now you've got a couple guys who were on display here and Ty France and Julio Rodriguez, but J Rod on display. Like this is why this is why, but this star power right here, like this dude, I mean, when do we start talking about this guy signing, signing a deal? When do we start talking about the Mariners saying, what, why can't we get him to entertain a Ronald Acuna like opportunity? They would love that. Wouldn't they? Yeah. Wouldn't they? They would. They absolutely would. Because you look at this dude's metrics, like like he he barrels the ball up. I, I mean, I watch it. I see this shit in the AL West. Like I, I'm I'm privy to what this dude is is all about. Right? I mean, there's some swing and miss. There's no question. But when he hits the baseball, he hits it hard. He hits it far. He does that frequently. He's an animal in the outfield, fast as fuck. Like, dude's good. Dude's really good at baseball. Really, 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 really good at baseball, which is why I've been trying to put people on the game about Julio. Now, yeah. you're, now this, I think, I, I hope, is giving fans enough interest to be like, you know what? I want to watch this game when the Mariners are on. I, like, I want to see this dude. I hope he's doing that. Because the West Coast... We could use more players that do that for some folks on the East Coast because for whatever reason, they hate watching Mike Trout and Shelly Oton. Ungrateful fucks. Anyway. Uh, so do you think that you think the, the J-Rod show overshadowed Mr. Juan Soto? Uh, can I, can I, hold on. I got, so I got a bone to pick with the home run derby. <clears throat> the counting? The, what? the counting of home runs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like How Juan Soto that? is that inconsistent? Juan Soto won the home run derby, not... and they like let him throw like another three pitches. <laughs> like he needed, he needed like three to win, and he hit six. But didn't they count? Was that him? They counted it after the guy threw it like three seconds after the buzzer. I have no well, idea. Well, what I what I was thinking is Juan Soto was like, you know what? Just keep throwing them. That way, if I hit four in a row, you're not going to say shit. Yeah. Yeah. But the most electric moment was probably just J-Rod's first round when he hit, like, I don't know, 13 in a row. Every, I love it when everyone, it gets, keeps getting louder every home run. 
Yes. When when it was done, you know, the the round of applause. Yeah. The ovation. People are on their feet. I was one of them. He was cooking. No, maybe I think the probably maybe the best moment was Albert Pujols coming back from the dead. Because he they, he they acted he like tied, yeah. That's it. You know, first round, not not a great round. Tip your cap. Everyone's out there. Good job, buddy. Yeah. They have a Gatorade. They tried to have like that fucking Ted Williams moment where it's like there's a living legend right here. Everyone come out of the dugout. It's like, hey, wow. Really, that was a great effort by you, Albert. Everyone come out, give him a hug. Let's celebrate this legend, even though he just kind of sucked in the first round. It's like, wait, what? He but, died? Oh, we're going to a what? bonus round? Oh, he won? He's moving on? Okay. He had a sick bonus round, though. Yeah. He had a sick bonus round. And that's why I said I think the, yeah, you know, I did. I woke up this morning thinking about that moment because it does. It takes you back to 99 and the Ted Williams. and the. But I just, I hope because Manny Machado has been clamoring for people to appreciate, you know, Albert and where's his tour. And, and I can I can fully understand that. I can fully respect it. Cause he's absolutely deserving of it. Um, it just, it felt like young players were showing that they do appreciate it. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. And, and by the way, not that I saw too much of this, but, uh, when we started to get into the, the wacky rules in 2020, where you have the ghost runner on second base and extra innings and, uh, the three batter minimum. And, and once we started to do new rules like that, um, some trying to like incorporate like a home run derby. Like if you got, if it was like, oh, if, if you're still tied after uh, 12 innings, you just have a home run derby. I never want to see that. Really? Uh, no, I don't. I, I want the home run derby to be a special, like, I, cause you, you don't want to have it be something that you kind of like, not, you don't see it all the time, but you see it more than once a year. Like it, you have to have the one thing that's special once a year, I mean, which is obviously like the world series or whatever, but I don't know. I don't think I'd want to see, you can't have game, big league games decided. Oh, on. I thought you, big league games or the all-star game. No big league games. Oh dude. Fuck that. No, yeah. yeah. All-star games. All good. No big league games. Yeah. No. But in the all-star game, that'd be cool. That would actually be very exciting. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. I'd be here for it. I'm here for all the, all, you know, let's just, let's work it all out. Work all the quirks out. That's what they did this year. A tie would have been a home run derby. I would, yeah. Instead of, like, immediately, like, the 10th yeah. inning, instead of, if you're tied after nine complete innings, home run derby. That's what they did. That's what was going to happen if they tied. Really? Yeah. They announced it yesterday. Well, I think it would have been Soto versus J-Rod. That would have been for sick. For round two. That would have actually been sick. Yeah. I would have loved that. Uh, speaking of what I love, not a lot of people uh, are coffee fans. A lot of coffee fans out there. I need coffee. I depend on coffee. Uh, I wouldn't say, like, is it is it something? Do, am I a coffee addict just because I have a coffee every day is that like a my coffee addict or is it just like a, i feel like i'm a normal functioning person in society like everyone drinks coffee every day am i you wrong drink one coffee every day you're not i wouldn't say you're an addict you drink 12. yeah that's a, that's excessive people do that people drink 12 yeah. cups of coffee a day yeah what do they do for work that they need that many cups of coffee they just chill how important are you that you need to be awake all the time if that's that's just why do people do crack four times a day <laughs> It's a sad line. It's good. It's a good point. 
what job do you have you have to do crack <laughs> <laughs> but for me uh I, I get the the criticism that i get the most is why don't you just make your own coffee like why don't you just make your own like why are you gonna go to you know the coffee shop all the time spend seven bucks a day on coffee well it's because i'm not really that i don't know much about i i trust those coffee shops with my coffee because they know how to make it they're smart people they're coffee experts i'm not a coffee expert that was until now until trade coffee because this was actually i don't know if you've ever heard about this joey but they send you this you go to the website you take a quiz they ask you i don't know the one the quiz that i took was like eight questions they ask you very specific questions about what kind of coffee you like and different flavors your styles and then they go out and tell you what coffee to get to make at home which is are you a coffee guy yeah do you make your own coffee Mm -hmm. you do Mm -hmm. do you like hot coffee or iced coffee better Mm -hmm. you look like a hot coffee guy i do both yeah i bet you i switch up yeah so i i took the little quiz here and uh Santa Barbara, it's it's do it's called Dune Coffee from Santa Barbara, California. The Sa- uh, Santarosa blend is that what that says here? Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa you illiterate fuck. <laughs> I mean, there's two S's. Santa Rosa would be Santa <clears throat> R O S A. This is Santa I, Rosa. Then you're probably right, and that was aggressive on my end. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but that's where it's from. It's called Dune Coffee. But yeah, you take. The- take the little quiz you tell uh you tell trade coffee what you like and then they tell you what you should get a little subscription piece and you're well on your way trade coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just have it or 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 you just know when coffee tastes really perfect trades real coffee experts personally taste test over 450 roast that's a lot of roast man it's a personally taste test over 450 roasts so that they know exactly what to recommend for you so i mean i i trust them if you're going to go out there and taste test over 450 different kinds of coffee I would assume you know what you're talking about because they're, they're addicts. They, they, that's an addict because the truth is what I like and what you like could totally be different. You like a selection of specific coffees that are different from anyone else's taste. Just answer a couple questions and you'll get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you'd like. No gimmicks. You're not locked in. It's whenever you want it. Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground or however you brew it at home, and they guarantee that you'll love your first order or they'll replace it for free. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. With that many, I think that's, that's an absurd amount of positive reviews. So I would say that's pretty a lot legit. Of, a lot of good coffee drinkers out there. Yeah, three quarters of a million positive reviews for this. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of thirty dollars 
off your first order plus free shipping. That's a deal. When you go to drinktrade.com slash dead, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash dead and let trade find you a coffee that you will love. That is drinktrade.com slash dead for $30 off plus free shipping. It's a hell of a deal. It's a good deal. Go find you some coffee to brew your damn self. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. <clears throat> um, any final thoughts here before we, before we get out of here? I feel like uh, it's another trip in the books for us. Joey, your first All-Star game. Do you have any main takeaways from your first ever All-Star game? It was f- fun. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks, for thanks me. DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it was cool. I was on my YouTube analytics today uh-huh. and yesterday and today there was like a huge drop off in views as soon as the All-Star game started. And that like really doesn't happen. Only time I can think of that happening is like Super Bowl or like some, something in an event where everyone's watching. But that was pretty dope. Wait, what? Like on my YouTube analytics, it tells you how many views you get like per hour. Uh-huh. And then like, you can see like four o'clock or whatever Pacific time. It's just a big drop. Oh, so everyone was just like, I'm watching the all-star game, so I can't watch your videos. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, I guess. That's a nice little correlation. Yeah. Yeah. Bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, Jake's takes. I'm too sunburnt to have a take. Yeah. I, I mean, like Jake, <laughs> Jake basically just got fucking fried uh, on day one. So for the rest of the week, he was like, fuck it. Like, I'm already burnt. I'm just going to go raw dog the rest of the week. That was not the right call. What, what is it? <laughs> that was not the right call. From Boston that just can't. I mean, <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, fuck it. You know, we can fucking we can take it on. We can take it on. It's a fucking sun. No big fucking deal. There's no big deal. We can take it on. It's hot. It's, it's hot. hot. It's, it's a, not that fucking it's a hot. fucking scorcher. How fucking hot can it be? Yeah. Huh? I I wore sunscreen all week. I I don't I don't have a burn. Both of you right now look like two Labradors, ass to ass, ready to fuck redder on the head than a dick on a dog. I'm not burnt. It's the it is the lighting. Yeah, I'm not burnt. I uh I wore sunscreen. Maybe it's the lighting. It is. I wore sunscreen every single day this week. I even texted my mom uh today to let her know. I was like, I made it through the whole. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I made it through the whole week without getting a sunburn. Uh, every single all-star game, red carpet, I would come back with a farmer's tan from hell, and it would just stay burnt on my skin for the next seven months. I'd be unwrapping Christmas presents with my fucking sunburn from the red carpet. Uh, not this year. Not yeah, this year. But uh, big shout out to DraftKings. Yes. 
Yeah. Thank you, DraftKings. We uh we had the DK tent set up during the week. We did a couple live shows. We did some cool events over there. We popped on the uh, Gojo show. Uh, shout out to Brandon, Mike Golick Jr. for having us both on separately. That was fun when I could fucking watch Dallas do uh, their podcast and just he's just up there talking shit and I, I can't say anything. I don't have a mic in front of me. So I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just letting all that happen. <laughs> Where? Just letting all that happen. It was um, a nice little note that I was able to end on just reminding them of where the power really lies. Yeah, sure. Um, anyways, uh, my final thought, I just hope Jacob's okay, dude. I really do. Yeah. Fuck. Hang Jacob, with chin up, dude. Yeah. Chin up. You know what I mean? Yep. Like life is full of obstacles, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be I, all right. I remember, I remember when the Red Sox traded Nomar, I thought that I was never going to be happy again. And then they won the world series and then they won another one and then they won another one. And then they want another one. So hang with them, Jacob. You're going to be fine.